almost go for the throw. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you <laughs> Investor's Edge with Gary Kalbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Kalbaum. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kalbaum, your host. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Glad you're here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It is, um, what, Thursday? Uh, May 9th, 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, Riley Howell, uh, he kept charging. A bullet to the torso did not stop Riley Howell. A second bullet to the body did not prevent him from reaching his goal and hurling himself into the gunman who opened fire last week inside a classroom at the University of North Carolina, Charlotte. The third bullet came as Mr. Howell was on top of the gunman who fired at point-blank range into his head. Mr. Pat Howell's parents said their 21-year-old son who was being heralded for his bravery was shot at least three times. He tackled the gunman so forcefully that the suspect complained to the first responders of internal injuries. Thomas Howell works as a trauma nurse, said he saw his son's body and viewed evidence suggesting that the gun muzzle was pressed against his son's skin when he was shot for the third time, either as he and the gunman fell or on the ground. That bullet went up into his brain and killed him. That final shot marked the end of what could have been a far worse massacre, the police told his parents. The chief said no one was shot after Riley body slammed him. Riley Howell, a young man, just going about his business, saved others' lives, risked his own life to save others' lives. Kendrick Castillo, in Highland Ranch, Colorado, another young man, risked his life, took down a shooter. He died. Lori Gilbert Kay prevented more of a shooting at the synagogue in Poway, California, risked her life, and died. The rabbi of the synagogue said he would have been dead if not for this woman. We wanted to just take this opportunity to salute these people and their bravery. And putting themselves out there to prevent further carnage and during their lives were taken. You know, I think we all wonder if we were ever in this position, what would we do? What would we do? These people did. And I was watching the father today of Kendrick Castillo on TV crying up a storm that he lost his only son. I watched yesterday a video of a 12-year-old in that same Colorado shooting who was huddled with others in a closet do an interview and say he was holding a steel bat because he was not going down without a fight. A 12-year-old kid. And what I also find interesting, and I'll bring up the negative, do you remember Parkland? The security guard sitting on his rear end and not running in 
to the fray? Ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Saving others' lives without any thought of their own. I just wanted to mention it today from the outset. Because I watched that father today in tears. So proud of his son and what he did, but never going to be able to tell his son how proud he is, at least in this life. We can only hope for these people there are better days ahead wherever, wherever they are right now. All right. On that note, we thank you for being here. As we segue, as you know, this is a show about all that stuff that goes on out there. That affects you and all that stuff. Uh, we will do what's going on in Washington, affecting the markets and the economy and your businesses uh, and your futures. Uh, but first, if you do not get this show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live or archive. We're live 6.06 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also at GaryK.com. You can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Go to Twitter at Gary Kalpam. You can email me. You just have to be nice. Uh, read our commentary and articles we post. If you'd like to hear what we're doing, we'd like to hear what you're doing, press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes direct to you in our email service, uh, convictionleaders.com which is at uh, GaryK.com. So the big story today is tonight, if nothing changes, supposedly a crap load of tariffs are going to be put in place. That's what we're being told. We don't believe it's going to happen. We think uh, the president's full of it. We think that he made an impulsive move on Sunday and watched the markets dump five, 600 points and another 400 points today uh, before the market rebounded. And we think he's already come out and kind of set the stage for BSing us again and telling us tonight, well, since the Chinese are here, we're having discussions, and they seem to be going better, we're going to postpone those massive tariffs that we're going to put on there, but leave no doubt we're going to be ready going forward. And of course, he's not going to do it. Hopefully one day, his impulsiveness doesn't bring down the house. That should get me some hate mail from the Trumpsters, but it's true. Imagine telling all the businesses of this country on a Sunday that on Friday, hundreds of billions of dollars of costs are being foisted upon you while I tell America, ain't going to cost you a thing. The Chinese are paying for it, which is bullcrap. In case you don't know, tariffs are paid for by the importer. And at that point in time, they have 10 days to pay the Customs and Border Protection people. And then they get to decide, well, am I going to eat these costs? Am I going to pass them on to my customer? Am I going to do a combination of both? Am I going to beg the Chinese to give me a discount? Or am I going to try and go somewhere else to get those same supplies? So Trump, full of the big caca... And I'd like to think he wasn't full of the big caca, but all you got to do is Google that to know that no country pays the tariffs. It's us. Up next, full market wrap, wild day in the markets, and much more. Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This be the one and only Investor's Edge. 
It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Kultbaum. It doesn't get better than this. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Uh, hope you have or had or will have a good day. Uh, the Market Wrap brought to you by investment-models.com. That's your more back one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man you're either in or out of the market. with proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-models.com. Well, this is these are actually good numbers. Dow down 139. S&P down 9, NASDAQ 32, NASDAQ 134, the SOX down 18, uh, transports only 10, advanced declines 1321 New York, uh, 1318 NASDAQ, uh, more new lows than new highs on both the major indices, 2 to 1 new lows on the NASDAQ. <laughs> uh, in the Dow today, uh, Chevron was up 3, and that's because they were looking to buy Anadarko, now they won't be. Uh, Apple down 2, was down 5, uh, Boeing down 4, was down 8. Uh, Disney down a buck and a half. Intel down 260. Getting murdered now, Intel. I think New Yearly lows. IBM a stick. Uh, 3M3 and change. United Health one. We're down 400 and change. Uh, NASDAQ, I think, down 130, 140. And then Trump had a, uh, President Trump, let's be respectful, had a, um, for lack of a better word, he had something in front of the White House and they asked questions. And out of nowhere, he said, was complaining about China, but then said, oh, I've got a great relationship with G. And we had a phone call, and we have, I have this excellent idea if we can't come to a trade deal. Markets rallied 300 points off of that. He made it up. That's all. Now, I can go back and forth, up and down, all around, blue in the face. Let me tell you what happened today. And when you have five minutes, take the time to look at it. The S&P. The NASDAQ. The NASDAQ 100 the Russell 2000, all tagged or undercut the all-important 50-day moving average and bounced off of it. That's what happened today. That's all. That's all. That's all. I don't even need to go further than that. Found support levels held for the day, notwithstanding the overnight news. And what I do in a day like today is I start just putting down my list and notice Symbol. Symbols. You ready? Symbols. ATHM, 50-day moving average. Adobe, 50-day moving average. AVGO, 50-day moving average. These are bounces off of. MDB, 50-day moving average. MasterCard, 50-day moving average. Visa, near the 50-day. VeriSign, Ulta Salon. Simple ZS, simple ZEN, simple WK. SMAR, SPLK, SE. Those are all software names. Off the 50-day moving average. A little stronger, H-U-B-S, C-O-U-P, C-Y-B-R, C-D-N-S, off the 21-day moving average. Microsoft, 21-day moving average. PayPal, 21. These are my leading growth names that are doing nothing right now except pulling back, which is what we want. And we're seeing whether they're really going to hold or not. The problem right now is we're waiting for a gargantuan news event tonight. Will we have tariffs? Will we not have tariffs? Will we have tariffs? The Chinese delegation meeting with the American delegation right now. Again, my prediction, without knowing a damn thing, There'll be no tariffs tonight. They will come up with a bullcrap excuse to have no tariffs after yelling and screaming all week, we are having tariffs. But since they're watching every tick in the market and they're seeing it down 500 points, 800 points, whatever, uh-uh, back up. 
And I guarantee you, Mnuchin and some of the other advisors who are in Trump's ear saying, dude, back it up. That is a problem. China did change their stance. It's China's fault. It is China's fault. They had some sort of language on the table and they backed out of it. But the problem is, is that we have been selling it as a done deal, just dotting the uh, I's and crossing the T's. If my prediction is wrong, I got to tell you, I have no clue what happens tomorrow. Because I got news for you. Businesses are not ready for immediate tariffs. They're not. You know, past tariffs, they got four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, three months leeway before the tariffs were put in place. What do you tell a company that does $50 million in sales that uh, uh, your costs are going up $12.5 million? Shut down? Oh, wait a minute. You're going to put, push it onto your customers. Oh, you're going to tell your customers, oh, by the way, we're raising prices 25%. Nothing we can do. It's insanity. It's logistical and economic insanity. That's all. Now, speaking of economic insanity, hey, Bernie Sanders and a little Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez hung out today. They have a proposal. Yeah, they have a proposal. I'm going to have that in a little bit. But Uber tomorrow, uh, they are pricing at the lower end of 45 bucks. Remember what I told you? My buddies bought it 50 bucks, a tranche in the uh, private equity market before it goes IPO. And they thought, eh, I'm probably going to be up 50% of my money. No, they're going to be down 10% at IPO. And by the way, not knowing how it's going to open tomorrow, because I really don't know. All I know is Lyft has been dead money. Did bounce a little bit today. But Lyft closed at 55 today. The IPO was 72. The opening was 88. So that's going to be interesting to watch tomorrow. So we will have an eventful Friday for you. As we head into thine weekend, will we have tariffs at 12 a.m. tonight? Yeah, believe it or not, we're going to be waiting for that. Tomorrow, Uber. And if they table the tariffs, I gather we open up a couple of hundreds more. Isn't it great to depend on the markets on a decision? I'm not sure I'm hearing my music, so... We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to America is talking. Investor's Edge. You gotta be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Caldwell. Don't highly recommend it. You're gonna feel better if you talk to him. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Uh, thanks for being with us today. So we had one of those decent reversal days off the 50-day moving average, but it's going to be a moot point uh, because we're going to see what happens tonight. And I, I don't really need to predict because it's going to happen overnight. Whichever it falls, you know, we deal with. Um, but you know my prediction. It's just a prediction. I, I don't have any knowledge. But I, I've watched Trump, and I think I kind of sort of figured the guy out on a lot of things. I'm not saying that in a negative way. Uh, but I think he got impulsive over the weekend. And you got to save face, so the job's going to be to roll back the tariffs, but do it in a way that shows that you're strong. And, oh, the Chinese are here, and we've discussed it, and, you know, we're, we're getting there, and uh, we are going to postpone the tariffs uh, going forward. That's what I think uh, we're going to see. That's all. Uh, a, a few other things. Uh, the meat company, Beyond, has gone from 85 to 68 in two days. 
Now, uh, we didn't know it would go from 85 to 68 in two days. We had no clue. And the fact of the matter is we didn't know it would go from 68 to 85. You know, recent IPO. Uh, we just have to talk about this more often now because there's a lot of IPOs coming out. And that is know your product. Know your product. Unfortunately, in the initial public offering world, valuation doesn't matter to these investment bankers. If they can sell you dog crap at a high valuation, they'll do it. And by the way, that's not a joke. It's not sarcasm. I mean it. In fact, throughout the years and decades, they have foisted upon an unwary public companies that have no sales. No sales. And you can make money in them if you're, if you're right. But when all said and done, you know, I mentioned to you a couple weeks ago a company called Immunomedics. Uh, it's trading at $14 right now, but that, that's not the point. The company has no sales. They've never had sales. They've been public since, like, the 80s. And they keep, I guess, they keep raising money or doing secondaries. They have no sales as a capitalization of $2.7 billion. It's, uh, since 1995, it's been as low as one, high as 30, and they've never had sales. Why is the company public? They've sure done enough secondary offerings when the stock is strong. And that is not a call or a rib on what they do. It's just that. If I mowed my neighbor's lawn this weekend and he gave me 20 bucks, I'd have more sales in that mowing of lawn than Immunomedics has had since in 30-some-odd years. Sales. So they brought out a lot of crap in the last couple of years, and there's been a lot of disaster. There's been a lot of money to make, too. But as I have told you, I'm not going to sleep at night owning a company with no sales, especially in biotech land where overnight they can announce the placebo did better than the drug. In stage two trials, and the stock's down 70%. I've seen a couple down 90 Of course, I've seen some bought out, and I've seen some go up three, 400%. I just don't have the grapefruits. So just watch yourself. Beyond Meat, it's gone from 85 to 68, but it's still got a $4 billion market cap with $80 million in sales and, lo- and, make- and lose $30 million on it. That's insane. That's insane. The stock shouldn't be at 65 bucks. It should be at 6 bucks. No, really. Seriously. No sarcasm. Six bucks would give it a $400 million market cap. On a company that loses money on $80 million sales, about right. If you want to be generous, let's give it 12 bucks. Fine. Let's give it 15 times sales. 10 times sales, my bad. So just be careful and watch yourself. And we've discussed so many names on this show. Tilray came public at 17, goes to 300. Why? Because cannabis, marijuana, goes to 300 bucks. It had a $30 billion market cap at 300 bucks. 30 billion has 40 million in sales. Well, it's gone from 300 down to 46. And you know what the amazing part is? It's still got 4.5 billion market cap with 40 million in sales. Stock shouldn't be 46 bucks. It should be 5 bucks. And if we ever go into a protracted bear market again, oh, they're all going there. So when all these IPOs are coming out and getting hyped to you, fine. 
Just check the fine print. That's all we're asking. Why? Because there's a hell of a lot of money to lose. That's why. And it's more important to protect your capital first. Make money second. It's a simple rule. Because if you lose your capital, you can't come back. That's all. It's just a good lesson. It's not something I came up with. It's something I've seen and something I've been taught. And when you have investment banks foisting ridiculously valued crap onto you, you've got to speak a little louder. That's all. And unfortunately, at the end of a cycle is when they come out with the crap. It's called lowering of the bar. Don't let them lower the bar on you. Check the fine print. Check the valuation. And just ask yourself, would you pay $30 billion for a company with $40 million in sales and loses money? It's a simple question. And I know, because the stock can keep going higher. You just remember, there's always going to be an eventuality on something like that. Always. Not 99 out of 100 times. 100 out of 100 times. And the eventuality will not be pretty. Thus, we bring it up more often now as a lot of this crap is coming out. And a great example is a hyped, well-known company like Lyft. 72, it's 55 at the close today, opened it at 88. These are your geniuses from Wall Street. So tomorrow's Uber, and we'll see how it plays out. I have no blood in the game, but I'm going to be watching every tick as it comes out. Very interested to see how accepted it gets at this juncture. And we will report it back to you, as always, tomorrow night. Up next, this, that, the other thing. Oh, yeah, Bernie Sanders and Ocasio-Cortez. What a panic. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor's ed. You're listening to... What are you waiting for? Well, what are you waiting for? One, two, ready, now. go. Action! Gary Kopp. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Uh, it is uh, 6.52 p.m. Eastern Time. The uh, Chinese delegation is with the American delegation uh, at the Willard Hotel in Washington, D.C. We have heard nothing new as of yet. There's actually like a countdown going on. I think it's like 12.05 a.m. where supposedly the tariffs go into place. All the paperwork has been drawn up and it automatically happens. That's what we're being told. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I've been wrong before. I'm a Knicks fan. You know? I'm a Mets fan. We'll see. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Well, you know, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez got together with Bernie Sanders, and they want to uh, go after credit card companies. They want credit companies, credit card companies, to cap the interest they can charge at 15%. Now, I am no 
defender of credit card companies. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you know, look, look, what, look what they charge, 21%. They charge for uh, if you're late. How dare they? Well, you got to realize something. You know what a credit card is, right? Right? They are unsecurely giving you a line of credit that they can get screwed on. And, of course, there's plenty of people who do not pay on their credit cards. And the credit card ends up getting screwed. So what they have to do is account for a lot of those losses in order to be in business. Now, again, I'm not defending the credit card business. They still have writing at the bottom of your statements. Superman's vision couldn't read it, that fine print. But I never pay any interest on credit cards. I never, you know, I pay them off. That's what you should do. The bigger point. They want to break up big banks. They want to break up tech companies. They want to tax the hell out of you for everything that moves. And by the way, that is not an overstatement. She stopped almost single-handedly, a little help from others, Forty to 50,000 jobs from Amazon in Long Island City. They want to control the healthcare industry. Starting with the insurance companies, they want to take 180 million of you off your employee insurance and put you on theirs. The problem is they just want. And that has to be stopped. Somebody's got to put the line in the sand with these people. Therein lies my issue. So you tell credit card companies you have to cap at 15%. What do you think the credit card companies do? Just take it? Really? What do you think they do? They gotta raise something somewhere or do something else somewhere. Fire people. Yearly rates higher. Take away bonuses and all those great deals you get when you get a credit card for hotels and airlines. Something's gonna happen. I don't want people that would not know how to run a lemonade stand dictating to any businesses out there. And that's what we're getting with these people. And I must tell you, it seems like there's something new they want to get their hands into every day. And therein lies socialists and socialism. Authoritarian socialist dictatorships that want to control the means, the movement, and your wallet. They want to take away your choice and your decision-making and putting more of that into their hands to tell you what you have to do. And two words follow what you have to do. Or else. That's the issue. And that's what I can't stand. And that's what I try and fight on an everyday basis. They keep telling us how they're doing it for us. They're not doing anything for anybody except trying to put power and control and domination into their hands and out of yours. And they will find any way, any shape, and any form to do it. We here will stand fast as they continue to try in order to stop it and stop them. Because the old cliche comes to mind. You give them an inch... 
they'll take a mile. Have a great evening. Drive carefully. Should be an interesting evening. And when you get home, do like we do. Simple procedure. Make sure you hug your children. Good night, all. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash S-T-O-O-L-A-N-D-E-R.